Welcome to the latest episode of Provincial State of Mind with myself, Owen Harrison, Jeff Neville and Tom Savage. This, of course, is a podcast normally focused on all four Irish provincial sides, but as it's the Rugby World Cup, we'll sort of focus on that this week. So, boys, what have you been up to? Just generally being tired. That's one of my new hobbies. Um, kind of really getting into it now. Do you know I'm going to really Are you a morning or an evening person, though? Me? It turns out morning. I used to think it was night. But apparently I can bluff my way through the morning fairly easily. So the night is turning into kind of when I mainly start to practice my hobby where I'm like, hmm, six o'clock, but it feels like it could be 10 o'clock. Great. I'm really getting into this now because um, I'm not going to name names. I won't name names. Someone in this house can be a little bit erratic with the sleeping. And as a result... Bad. Is it the rat that stole my wallet? Look, that was never proven. You don't have that on camera. So fair enough. So, you know, I would I would not slander the rat like that. Allegedly Lidling, stole my wallet. Allegedly stole the wallet. Yeah, so I've mainly just been tired. I've mainly been enjoying that as the, the little girl is going to crash. And I saw somebody asking on on Twitter, Am I teaching my little girl how to swim? Absolutely not. She is no. as, as far as I can see, she can she is more advanced at the swimming than I was a year ago. As in that she can put her head under the water, which is not something that I was capable of doing, but am now. I am now. People have been asking about the swimming. I'm going well. I think I'm rated penguin level now. As in if it was a, a child swimming class, I think I'd be in the penguin class now. So I thought you were comparing yourself to a penguin, which is an Pretty incredible fantastic. swimmer. Yeah, an yeah, incredible yeah. swimmer, catching fish in my teeth, regurgitating <laughs> it to my child. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well with the swimming. I can, I, I said I haven't worked out how to breathe and swim at the same time, which obviously is a problem. But we're going to get there, I think. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Just being tired and um, not swimming properly yet, but getting there. Like a penguin. I've- I've actually been getting a lot of heat in the last couple of days. Um, yeah, I don't know if you remember, but on last week's podcast, I talked about pushing James Ryan into a closet and uh, starting for Ireland. Yeah. And uh, due to some unforeseen circumstances, which, were they? which have yet to be proven, I actually have nothing to do with the current situation. But mm. of course, you know, of course, I'm going to say that now. You know, that's what someone who has something to do with the situation would say. It, it, but um, I didn't steal his grapes. I didn't eat his grapes. I didn't push him into a, a closet. I didn't Tanya Harding him. Nothing at all like that. Um, it just, By the ha- way, just an unhappy coincidence. By the way, I watched the rest of the ad. Turns out he takes the grape out of his mouth instead of just killing the grape. So I'm like, I'm just like what a that's, relief. That's even more sinister. It's like, look what, what I could relief. do. I could have done. Look what could have happened to your little friend. I could, I could eat you, but I'm choosing what, to let you live. What could have anything, happened? Anything that's a sign of even too much power. Depraved. It's a sign of torture. It's, yeah. That's like waterboarding <laughs> instead of drowning someone, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, you don't give out to the giant for eating. You know, you just, in the fairy tales, like the giant, that's what it does. Like, But if the giant takes the villager out of his mouth, and then says, look what I could do. You're like, Jesus, this dad like, is a bit sinister. We better start paying this giant money, whatever he wants. Jesus, I'm glad I haven't messed with James Ryan now, if that's what he's doing. 
Oh, by the way, speaking of Twitter, in the last week, I've had two pretty popular tweets that have been completely taken up wrong by every single person, more or less, in the replies. It's because you're deranged. Uh, yeah, well, that is true. And deluded. And deluded. One of the things that I found is that I was decided I would make a, a joke, a little, <laughs> a little funny, I thought I would make, on uh, Irish fans singing Dirty Old Town. I oh, that was good. I enjoyed that. Wouldn't it be good and funny to make a sort of a hypercritical reading of this as if I was looking for offense in this song? But I'm thinking this is going to be so ridiculous that everybody will know it's a joke. <laughs> but apparently not. Apparently not. I had some very angry quote tweets. I came back on the Sunday. I was out. I don't know what I was doing. Probably being tired. And I looked at I looked at my Twitter just, and I looked at the back being tired. <laughs> I went and I looked at my Twitter and I was just like, "What the hell is this?" I look at all the quote tweets and I was like, "What the fuck has happened here?" And uh, yeah, a lot of people thinking I was really saying that Irish fans should be arrested or criticised heavily because they were glorifying dirty towns, especially in an environment where you know the tidy towns are doing a lot of great work, but the Irish fans are just spitting in their faces singing about dirty old towns but yeah and then another one then where I was joking about you know the really stupid obvious corny joke that everybody makes about you know before Ireland playing the All Blacks but what if we did the river dance during the hacker <laughs> thinking I put enough emojis in here that everyone's going to know that I'm taking the piss out of the joke itself rather than literally suggesting it Again, I come back and check my replies and everyone's just like, yes, brilliant. We should 100% do that. What would they think if we were to do that? And I'm just like, I'm going to throw Twitter away. I'm sick of this. I just went looking for that Gasworks wall, the dirty old town tweet. Yeah. It has 213 quote tweets. Yep. Genie Mackers. I hope at least half of those are from Just Stop Oil supporting you. It's mad. And I was looking through and I'm just like, I looked through the replies and I'm just like, this, this is a lot of people getting the joke, first of all, I was thinking. But then I looked through the, the quotes and the replies and I'm just like, what? Do you think I'm being serious here? Got a lot of Gwaelga bots. I didn't even know there yes. were Didn't even know there were a lot thing. of Gwaelga bots on there. Jesus. But yeah, lots of stuff there and people kind of going, come off it. That serves you right now for having What are you, what are you even saying? It's just a song. It's like, okay. It was a joke. It was a joke guy with Michael Collins as his avatar. Take it easy. It's your own fault. You I know, it's my, fault. it's my own fault. For, it's my own fault for being online. Stop having the crack. On the internet. Just facts. Straight up facts. I need to stop. What were you doing, on? Not too much this week. Fairly quiet. Um, little have brought back the um, pretzel. So, all happy in our house. I have been... I'm like the... Uh, what you call it? The What's the meme from... Is it Narcos? Is it? The one where Pablo Escobar... I was just kind of standing around waiting. Yeah. That's me been waiting for Aldi to send out more pastries. Or it's not Aldi, Lidl. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going for Aldi now. Lidl are dead the to me. They sent me nothing this week. I've been that's waiting it. there patiently all week. I'm I'm willing to sell myself over to Aldi if they're willing to send me out pastries. 
recovery didn't didn't cut it. I can't believe that it's all done now. Just like that, we've lost. We've we lost the cookies. Need to, need to email Tesco or something. And I really yeah, like those restarted. cookies. Max and Spencer cookies are also good. I I want a regular supply of those. You can't just give it once a week or once and then expect us to keep going. You have to keep coming with the goods. It's not happening now anyway. Oh, that's it, fucked. That's it. It's gone. Thanks, Owen. Well, my no, thanks a million for that now. Thanks, thanks a million for that. Appreciate that. Thank you. Well, well done. The good one man. good thing this podcast would give Brilliant. us now gone. <laughs> What is the power of friendship? That was not in the script, by the way. <laughs> power of friendship? I know. I meant the Slate and Little. Oh, the blowing, the blowing of the sponsorship? No. Yeah. I would have spotted that in the script if, I, if I'd read it. If I was we don't even have a script. script. We, stopped, <laughs> we stopped doing it. Own is slipping. Yeah. <laughs> right. We, we don't have one. Yeah. Um, right. Can we get on to the rugby then? Um Ireland beating uh, Scotland 36-14 and to be honest yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> Ireland only got 36 points um, this game was gone inside 10 minutes it was I James Lowe scored his try and then Ireland went on a defensive set and once Scotland couldn't score that game was up and they deserved every bit of the zebra like Disrespect um, that I gave them last week. It was embarrassing. You know, I felt that if somehow Ireland were in a situation where they needed 65 points in this game, I think they would have got it. Because that's kind of how lopsided this game was. That Scotland really had nothing for Ireland, really. And it's like... It's kind of hard to see where Gregor Townsend goes from, from there, really, isn't it? It really is. Like, I mean, to me, Scotland are, they're kind of like that bully in school who picks on the smaller people. But even when it comes against someone who's equal to their stature or something, they just get the shit kicked out of them. And you're just kind of like, okay, that's it. Like, as in, as soon as somebody's able to match them, like their best games for me were against France in the warm-ups and I was looking at them and thinking okay like it's on in this group now then they played South Africa didn't do much Romania Tonga again I actually thought they played better against South Africa than against Ireland yeah and that would be fair I think yeah I do think that would be fair they got suffocated against South Africa but against Ireland just I know they scored two tries but like I mean what one was Henderson shooting out of the line too soon? Second one was a missed tackle from Aki on a wing. Yeah. Like it was kind of. I think Ireland will actually be more annoyed about those two tries than oh, anything. To definitely. be honest, definitely um, they wanted they wanted to nail him. I'd say for sure. Yeah, and so, even again, put, most teams do. To most teams, they play. To be honest, the the, <laughs> the post match in the game um, with Peter Mahoney made me kind of chuckle a bit. Just the way at the very start he was just like, yeah, and now we've bigger fish to fry. Just dropping that in, I was a bit like, oof. Do you know, usually someone's always like, they gave us a tough game and, you know, there was a period where they were coming back and blah, blah, blah. He literally just went, yeah, okay. Like, we're done here. Yeah, and then at like, the end, fuck these guys. At the end, he's like, and they said they figured us out and didn't look like it now tonight. Like, 
almost unnecessary shade thrown. Like they're out, they're going home. Like the just, yeah. I want <laughs> biggest, them alone. Shade, <laughs> biggest shade of the night. Andrew Porter taken off before fifty minutes. That's, yeah, that's, that's fairly <laughs> shady. Yeah, like, I, I to be fair yeah. to Derek Kinghorn though, right? You have to say something. I like it was obviously put to him in this because we don't know what question he was asked directly, or maybe someone knows. I don't, right? So maybe the question was put to him in such a way that he felt he had to answer it in a way that cheat himself and the lads up as in that winning streak of theirs is coming to an end on Saturday that's for sure take that to the bank people <laughs> like I obviously wanted to G himself up and but like if, I, if, it, I, if, it, if it turns out right he's a genius I would think oh my god he predicts these things but if you look at the loss it's like oh well he's a fucking clown and a bum what's he doing I'd say that's even harsh because I mean like at that level, you can't go into a game with any other oh, mindset. Yeah. Like then we're going to win. And if you do have any other mindset, and like by the way, what how many you... times have we seen people complaining? Oh, they say nothing in the pressers. All the same anodyne answers. That nobody wants to come out and say anything interesting. He comes out and does it, and it's like, oh well, now he's an idiot. Yeah, well, he's not an idiot. Like mm. in, in my eyes, like he said something that they probably truly believed. And if they oh, did, did like, brilliant. Like, I mean, that's the mindset you want. And that's the mindset, like, wasn't that thing about kind of New Zealand before was that you've lost the game before you stepped on the pitch. Now, I know that's kind of gone a little bit, like, or a good bit. But, like, if you just have that when you're playing a team, if you say to yourself, well, you know, hopefully, you know, we can give them a good game. Like, that's a defeatist attitude immediately. And, and it sounds defeatist. Oh, at sounds... the same time though right I can totally get behind Peter Manny going shut the fuck up I get that too oh I'm not knocking it mm. I just thought it was very unnecessary after knocking a team out of a out of a World Cup to turn around to be like yeah anyway you he, was, he was so young in Scotland all day though <laughs> it was some uh, schmazzle wasn't it what did you think of like the Pierre the Schumann Dan Sheehan thing I think it was silly surprised was it wasn't stupid. carded I'm surprised yeah. as well, actually. Yeah. Like, if you got a yellow for that, you'd be like, yeah, okay. Like, if you got a red, I'd be like, oh, Jesus. I don't know. It was silly, a red but, be a bit much. Yeah. A bit yeah. I'm surprised. Way- like, it wasn't even picked up on. It was just like, <laughs> the referee didn't even mention it. TMO just kind of went, no, there's nothing else. And then <laughs> yeah. we just see a guy get like, fucking... He hopped a lad over the horn. <laughs> there definitely the was something was, else. The way it was, was like, the trip was stupid. It was after the whistle, right? Yeah. He, 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 he was going to pick up a yellow for stupidity anyway. And I can only assume the TMO was going, Jesus, look at the scoreline. I can't be affording to send two Scottish players to the bin. You know, and that, that, that could have been it, I think. You're right, you, might, you actually might be fairly spot on there. Like, Unless he didn't see the fucking spine how, buster by Pierre how Schumann. Would you, how could you oh, not see it? It was played like 50 <laughs> times. Probably the it highlight of the game from a Scottish perspective. <laughs> One positive, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was very human from the top rain. I was very surprised it wasn't carded. But like, yeah. it's Ireland's response to that. I thought was very good. I like watching little scraps like that. I like seeing who's who's in it and who isn't. I liked Ireland's response in that they just went up and scored a try off it. True, but I liked how they all got stuck in as well. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no yeah. backward steps. Get stuck. Tyg Burn, Tyg Burn looked like yeah. he was like, oh, for fuck's sake, like, oh, I'm tired. 
Yeah, man. I have to see out the rest of this match now. Guys, come, come on. on. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> We're barely in the second half. Come on. <laughs> too much, too much module time left here. Stop it. That photo of like Tig looking just like, oh, God, yeah. guys, come on. <laughs> and then Peter Manny in the background just like, Delighted. eyes burning. <laughs> I am ready to die. <laughs> Are you? And just like, it just, I think it sums up the personalities of the two guys just really, really well. I just love that picture. Yeah. Um, the, the, was it 18 phases odd? 19 phases? Was it 18, I think? Um, it was 20 plus, was it? Was it 20? For uh, the defensive set you're talking about. I haven't watched the game back. So, like, this is. Oh, just... I, think it's, I think it's a defensive set at the start of the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that set the tone for me. Oh, yeah. Right away, I was like, we're done here. Like, and like, this is the thing about it as well. Like, possession wise, people look at it and they go, like, oh, you know, Scotland did really well there. They held on to the ball, blah, blah, blah. Like, that possession, if I'm right in saying, started off a five meter line out. It ended just inside Ireland's 22 after 20 odd phases. Like, you can hold on to the ball all you want, but unless you do something with it, it really counts for yeah, nothing. I, I, I felt with that that Scotland had a rough idea of how. Ireland look when Ireland or Leinster lose games because there's lots of crossover between Ireland and Leinster and system-wise and stuff like that. No point pretending there isn't. Um, and I feel that Scotland felt that if they can go through the phases and hang on to the ball for long stretches of multi-phase, here's a stat for you, right? Not that I did homework for this. This is homework I did for my own, but I'm going to use it here as well. Um, against Scotland or against South Africa, Scotland kicked the ball um, once every five passes. You would think that's pretty accurate, right? As in you would do that against South Africa, you don't want to engage them too much yeah. in in phase play because they're they're big and they're strong and they're big muscly guys. Against Ireland, Scotland kicked the ball once every 13.8 passes, which meant that they were hanging onto the ball almost twice as long before kicking it against Ireland. And they were pieced up in defense, I think, more than what happened against South Africa. And it just felt to me that they made a distinct style choice that to beat Ireland, you have to hang on to the ball and starve them of possession. And it didn't work. I don't know if they've watched Ireland's defense very much. Ireland's but... defense is, I think, for me, the best in the world. Yeah. Like if you turn to an Irish defense and say, we're going to hold on to the ball for as long as we can against you, an Irish defense is going to go. Great. <laughs> Thanks. Love it. That's, that's right up our alley. Thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate that. Because like, the thing is, if you, if you, you know what's on that set as well, Ireland very rarely put anybody into the rock. Very rarely. They like yeah. that old Leinster style of just leave it. Pick Build, your fill the field. And leave it. Yeah. yeah. But like, even if you look at, uh, like you compare that Irish defence with the Scottish defence, especially for Keenan's try, the, the one off the lineup first phase. Yes. Yeah. Seven they allow Ireland get seven passes off there without just shooting up and fuck just hit someone. Very passive. And thing is that's Steve Tandy coaching that defense. It was crazy. I was just I remember like the, the try was scored and I was like, that's a beauty. And I remember watching the replay just in my head. I was like, that's one, two, whatever, counting it up and I got to seven. And I was like, how can you stand off for seven passes? Why are you allowing them to dictate like that? Just just hit someone. And even if it's even if it's a passive hit, like just stop the ball. And they didn't. Whereas if you look at Ireland, they'd probably shoot up there, 
shut that down the middle, bang straight away, no problem. But I think if you, that, if you look at Scotland's attack, they played a very similar style with the pods and moving the ball out the back. Ireland yeah. brought it to the game line, right? Yeah. And then yeah. did the late passes, but they were also winning the game line hits so they could do it. Scotland, Scotland's attack, even though they were playing a similar system or style, they were doing it three, four so yards deep. behind the game line and then still pulling the ball back that the Irish defenders didn't have to make a decision. They were just going, okay, he's going to pass it. I'll just drift across here. That's it, and they yeah. just kept drifting, drifting, drifting. And the Scots had nowhere to go because suddenly everyone was sitting out there waiting for them. That Scotland selected a back five, well, certainly a back row that was built for a game where they would kick the ball an awful lot more than they actually did. It felt that they were too light, too mobile when they needed to be, they needed a little bit of size and power to try and get through Ireland. Maybe they don't have those guys available to them, but it certainly did. They they did not look like they had anything for Ireland physically at all in this game. In the mall, during the first half, no one said in the first 10 minutes, Scotland had an opportunity to kick for three. They would have brought it to five, five, three at that point. But I think Ireland's opening, trying the opening two minutes, I think put them under pressure where they, they felt they needed to get a, a big score back. They kicked it into the, into, you know, it was on the five meter line. Ireland pumped them in the, in the defensive mall, four on seven, and then five on eight, where they had Sheehan, Doris and Van der Fleer on a five meter line out, guarding the flanks. Was that the one Doris turned over? A few phases later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw that, turned to herself, bear in mind now my Fitbit was exploding because the heart rate was going 90, 90, 120. And I was just like, they're not winning this. They have nothing to hurt Ireland because that was just after the 20 phase set where they just they just couldn't get through. I was just like, if they don't have a mall, they can't get through on 20 phases of phase play. They have nothing for Ireland. Yeah. I think they were actually spooked and they were still thinking about qualification. Rather so than they winning. Would, rather than winning. At, at that stage, even that early on in the game, they oh, weren't yeah, thinking that yeah. they were five points down. They were thinking whatever, add another, whatever it was, 13 on top of it or something. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So effectively, at that point, they're, they're almost, whatever, 16, 18 points down at that point and that they have to go for the corner. I think that played into it. But you're right, they, they had no set piece to work off. Ireland were decent. Well, the scrum didn't matter. Ireland were decent in the line-out. They took a couple of balls off them. Omani was was excellent there. And they could do nothing in phase play. The only thing that they had was hope for a kick um, transition play and do something off that. And they couldn't even really get something going on that either. Jameson Gibson Park was good in the wing, wasn't he? He, he essentially but is a winger anyway. Credit where it's due. The way he plays. He, he is so quick. Like there was, was it for, um, he gave the pass for Sheehan's try from the opposite wing, let's say he's after coming across and I was just watching him run and I was like, you are way faster than that. That, that like, I wasn't excited that a try was on. I was genuinely watching it going, he is very fast. I couldn't believe it. He was very, I thought he was brilliant. I thought he had a great game um, out yeah. of position. Um, like and I, then, I would um, class him as a winger nine anyway, in the same sort of class of player as DuPont, just yeah. that they're unbelievably quick and they want the ball in space so it was, it was it was really cool to see him there because it's like kind of almost like a proof of concept in some ways but he was um yeah he was very very good but like Ireland didn't have to be great to win this either no they just had to play yeah 
What about them ringing on five subs, five forwards in one goal? How Show awful. the level of dominance. How awful. How awful. It's bad like, for the sport. Yeah, morally wrong, I think. Morally wrong. Bad for the sport. <laughs> How dare they use their subs in a way that suits them? There was, yeah. I think when you look at... Um, Should be a hefty fine coming in there. Hefty fine. And penance. Mm. But you look at how just how comfortable Arna were. Like, whenever you see Sexton coming off before the 50th minute, Porter, as Owen said there earlier, Porter in particular, that's how confident Ireland were that we're done was, here. Some, yeah, we're finished here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pack yeah, it yeah. up, lads. Just see yeah, out the game yeah, whatever yeah, way you yeah, want. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nearly the, the, the Willow Park under 11s coming on at that point <laughs> it was fine it says, you're nearly turning to the crowd you just fancy doing this there for me I'm just going to hop in the ice bath there for next week but um, we probably should look at next week I mean Scotland was Scotland it's done I genuinely think Ireland were thinking about next week from around the 55th minute on wouldn't you be though oh yeah like you see, at that stage you knew yeah. the All Blacks next week and they're, and they're all human you know what I mean like that thought has to, I think like is there anything sweeter though like let's say the last couple of minutes of a game that you know you've won and it's a big game like that and I'm not saying you know I know there's a quarter and I know there's a semi hopefully etc but like in the last few minutes of a big game when you know you've won you just kind of get to enjoy it like yeah. you can just kind of you're not kind of oh Jesus what happens here you're just like fuck it it's done doesn't matter like it's a nice feeling to have at the same time and I think, oh, by the way, actually, I forgot to mention at the start. I do have something interesting to say that I did at the weekend on Sunday. <laughs> Just to loop back here. On Sunday. Ran, I, random talk here. I was commentating on a GAA game. I said Monaghan, was it? or No, in, no, in oh. Monaghan. Oh, I was inside sorry. the Gaelic grounds. I didn't read it properly. I just saw Gaelic you were grounds. somewhere. Okay. And like, now bear in mind, like is in, I've never done that before. How would you get into that cake? A friend of mine was caught short. He runs a streaming company. And he said, would you go in and do this? And I was just like, instead of being doing the sensible thing and going, no, I don't know anything about GA. I just went, yes. <laughs> Where do I sign up? <laughs> so I went in and like I had to actually call like I called my future sister-in-law called my brother what are the rules in this now I remember when I played GA when I was younger but like apparently like football like I played football when I was younger but like they brought in stuff like the mark and stuff and this was ladies football so I didn't know what special rules and if there was yeah, any the rules. Rules, are, rules are different between women yeah, and ladies and football doesn't have the mark yeah, so, well, this is, these are the, the things I, yeah. this is what I found out. Essentially, it's non-contact, right? So I was finding this all out as I was literally walking up to the gantry where I was about to do this stream. And it went fine. I did call, oh, they've scored a wonderful try when it was a point. But I, I found out, I figured out as well that not only do I have a podcast voice, is in the podcast voice I'm using now, which is different from my normal voice. But now I also have a play-by-play commentary voice, which is different again. Because I listened to gets, myself gets back excited, on the clips. Yeah, I listened to myself back on the clips and I was just like, who the fuck is that? Fucking mad. 
but yeah, no, I can put that under the CV now. I just realized you because I just started thinking, do you know what? I did do something interesting at the weekend. I wasn't just tired and swimming. Funnily enough, I was, I was also at a ladies' football match. I was at Fingolian's county final. Just remembered uh, there as you were talking, I was like, I too was at a yeah. football so match at the weekend. We we do enjoy other sports. Other, other sports. I I was at, uh, well, underage uh, girls getting football match Tuesday afternoon. Took some time Jeez. off. We should, st- we should start a podcast. Yeah. I can tell we you. Can, I, I get onto the LGFA, see if I can get us a, a gig doing a podcast. Apparently, if them. you kick a 45 in women's football and it goes over the bar directly, it's worth two points. Yeah. I didn't know that, but I, know, I learned it on Saturday. Say that to me again. Yeah. If you kick a 45 directly over the bar in ladies' football, it's worth two points. Worth two points. I did not know that. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah. And I, because I, because I figured, you know what, if I don't find out, like I found out that you can just pick the ball straight up off the floor. Yeah. So if I was kind of going, it looks like a free kick there. Literally every other time they fucking pick the ball off. It's like, no. Rest, no. rest letting this go. <laughs> He's looking for a loose game here. Maybe it is a bit like rugby. They, they just ignore some of the rules. Just to ignore the rules. Just to get, just, yeah, just to get through to get, it. Get the game flowing. <laughs> It's not that different. So um, now, we, now we can segue over to the All Blacks. Yeah. Very that was a lovely, a lovely segue. I think. Perfect. Yeah. Brilliant. Perfect. Just like Perfect a palate bridge. cleanser. Yeah. Broke the tension. <laughs> After the dismissal of Scotland. <laughs> zero respect. Uh, zero respect. Bit more respect for, for New Zealand this week, I think. Maybe not a whole lot, but a bit the more. The hatred. Yeah. The hatred. Yeah. Right. And uh, what, what, before we get into this, I would like to just uh, mention the uh, the Gregor Paul comment commentary Brilliant. that I've seen this. this it was week. worth it, lads. <laughs> <laughs> years of that, years of misinformation. This, this is something. That, yeah, paying yeah, off. He actually on the he grandest actually put stage. In, uh, yeah, New Zealand it was New Zealand Herald. It was a New Zealand Herald. It was a premium article. <laughs> Lads wanted you to pay for this Where your man was basically kind of going It really is a team More assembled in Ireland Than made in Ireland <laughs> As you'll notice James Lowe, Bundy Aki Mac Hansen, even though his mother is from Cork And the South African Josh van der Fleer. Oh no it's like, You fucking brawl Lovely <laughs> All worth it On the grandest stage Years of hard work. <laughs> to be fair, you've you, you've laid that bait several years ago. <laughs> several years ago, to the point that most people don't even know it was me who started it. <laughs> it's brilliant, the perfect crime. Like I've had fellas onto Squidge Rugby kind of going, he fucking started that in his videos. It's like, no, he didn't. <laughs> that came from me, your friendly neighborhood propagandist over here, <laughs> seeding disinformation. Right under your noses. <laughs> you traded the best yourself in Comical Alley. <laughs> it was literally for that reason, though, where I remember on it was on Twitter years ago. Years ago, this is like we're talking about nearly six years ago now. When Josh van der Fleer started breaking through, that these journalists are so clueless, they're so eager to be ranting and raving over project players that if we can convince enough people to just say that Josh van der Fleer was from South Africa, they're too lazy to actually check it out and they'll just believe it if they see it on Twitter. 
And it turns out this guy, Gregor Paul, writing a premium article that he wants people to pay for, couldn't even be bothered to do 20 seconds of Googling before submitting his article. Brilliant. A great start to the week. Yeah. That, well, yeah, it was that. I spent, uh, what was it? Was it Sunday night or Monday night? I can't remember now. I, I rewatched uh, France, New Zealand. Um, I said I'd go back and have a, have a look at it from the opening game. And there's a couple of things that sort of popped up to me. Uh, Mark Talea, brilliant in attack. He's absolutely super in attack. The way he, he's given license to run and a free roll and he can hit that line at speed and run some lovely angles. He looks dodgy under a high ball. It's sauce on the high ball, I would say. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see him targeted quite quite a lot with that. Do you think and actually? Because the last two serious games that the All Blacks have played, they've lost. And I think we're decisively second best on both occasions. Has your opinion of them changed since with their wins over Namibia, Uruguay, and Italy? No. They are always, to me, they are always a team that if they can get and match the gain line dominance and get a set piece platform, they have the skills in the backs, even with their second and third choice players that will absolutely crucify teams. They will always rack up massive scores. They have that depth and that skill set, but it's when they, when they don't have that dominance up front off the platforms to play or the gain line dominance that they start to look very average. And I think Ireland will do that to them and I like even when I was looking back, I, I thought Ireland or New Zealand, France, I thought the New Zealand mall defense was piss poor. Really bad now. Really bad. And I know Ireland aren't a big mauling team, but I think they what they will do is they will suck New Zealand in enough to create the space that the, the backline pods can work from. You know, weirdly enough as well, we have a team named this week. For for a Wednesday. First Massive. time ever. Just, no, because just speaking just, with the mall, just on New Zealand as well. Just before we, I suppose, move on to the team and the the mall. The way you went back to watch France versus New Zealand, I actually went back a couple of months more and I watched that game in was it July against South Africa, not the one with the seven one split that was only not so long ago, but their I watched rugby that championship too, game yeah. um, against South Africa, and I was watching it, and what struck me the most was how much they kick, and I was kind of like. I didn't think New Zealand kicked all that much, but then I was, it kind of piqued my interest, I suppose. I went back and I had a watch of it and then I kind of did some homework on it. And again, the homework wasn't for here, but I don't mind sharing it um, at all because I'm just, I'm just sound to be honest. With generous. You. Um, very generous. Um, nice guy. So in the rugby championship, they kicked more than Argentina. They kicked more than Australia. There was only one game rounds each, but they had twice the number of kicks in South Africa in that game. And I, I was a bit like, geez, that's that's a big number. Like to, to keep twice over, like genuinely twice as much. So then I had a look at the Rugby World Cup games. Now, France kicked more than New Zealand in their game, but that was as a result of not wanting to hold possession for that long, which is probably understandable. So even given that, they only kicked five times more than New Zealand. But against Namibia, even though they put 71 points on Namibia, they kicked 12 times more than Namibia. Um, against Italy, put 96 points on them. They kicked 14 times more than Italy um, and over twice as far. 
And against Uruguay, where they put 73 points on, they kicked 13 times more than them um, and kicked nearly three times further than them as well. So I'm, I was just a bit like, okay, like that's an awful lot of kicks, first off. But also in that South Africa game, in the first 15 minutes of the game, New Zealand had scored two tries. Both tries had come from, had stemmed from the kicking game and they had kicked the ball eight times in those 15 minutes. Now, when you consider how much actual possession they had in those 15 minutes to have kicked eight times, I just thought that was, that was pretty impressive. But as a result of the kicking as well, just to come back to Owen's point on the lineout, it seemed that they're just happy to shorten their lineout an awful lot. They're just happy. Well, maybe it was just against South Africa in that certain game, but what I could see as well is they're just happy to have the likes of Savea out. We saw it against France. Savea was first receiver and kicked the ball, didn't he? Um, so they are happy to shorten that line out as well, which I think will also suit Ireland's defensive pods as well. Just have O'Mahony loading up, have Byrne load up and just off you go. So uh, sorry to interrupt. I just thought... No, because it plays into something I was thinking of talking about as well, which was New Zealand's transition into a counter-transition team, the same as Ireland. I think that they learned a lot of lessons from Ireland last summer and they've been taking concepts from Ireland's game, not individual plays, but like the kicking that you're speaking about is the hallmarks of a counter-transition team who kick the ball to play off the opposition's reaction to the kick. Um, be that their kick in return to you or them running the ball back on face play and your defensive reaction. Um, and they've been quite good at it when they've been able to kick with impetus. So when they've had the momentum and they're able to get, you know, they're able to get their kick in first. I think what Ireland are very good at is dictating the terms of the kicking because Ireland kicked the ball an awful lot as well. And um, I think if you looked over the course of 2023, at least part of the World Cup, um, only France and England kicked more than Ireland and it was an average of an average of two or three kicks more on average per game. So nothing really. Ireland love kicking the ball as well. So there's going to be a lot of kicking in this game, I think, with both sides looking for position and looking for the accurate kick that can pressurize the opposition. And as a result, I think the big factor in this game is is going to be kicking, but as a result, your defensive lineout is also going to be massively important in this game as well. And I think Ireland have one of the best defensive lineouts in the world. So if it goes down that way, I think Ireland should have an advantage. Just to touch right. off that as well, just to back up what you said about New Zealand getting their kick in first, this is lovely. It's actually like loads of segues. This it's is, like it's it's like we planned this. Yeah, it's almost like it's meant to be, <laughs> um, but it wasn't. This is the thing. It's just three guys vibing, moisturized, hydrated, staying flourishing, in flourishing, staying in our lane. You know, <laughs> um, but uh, there was a number of those first eight kicks. Let's say one came directly from a scrum. And it wasn't like it was a scrum in their 22. We're talking midfield enough. Literally first phase, we're going to, I think it was two passes booted down deep. Next one came off a line out inside, maybe between the 22 and the 10 of South Africa. They just played one phase, box kick up, and Antoine Leonard-Brown knocked it on in the reclaim. But ultimately, they were happy just to bomb South Africa straight away. So there was a number of, of um, phases there where they were happy to get the kick in first. So... Just a little nice, just a little nudge on uh, what you had to say there, Tom. I actually think that this could turn into a bit like La Rochelle against Leinster in terms of style, because I think New Zealand... La Rochelle against Leinster. This is where I'm going with this. (laughs) I think think Leinster 
in this one are New Zealand. I think they I will be looking to, to kick long. I think Ireland will hold on to the ball more, play more on ball. And as you said, Tom, and, and you were talking about Jeff, they're going to kick on their terms. So they're going to kick for uh, for either, I think mainly for territory, to put to force New Zealand back into their own 22. Um, and I think they'll, they'll try and get them back there. That will give Ireland the field position they want then from the counter kick back from New Zealand. They'll, they'll try to win that kick battle on their terms by forcing it into territory and try and play as much of the game deep in the New Zealand half as they can with with either through through the kick game or through um possession and you'll there's, see there's lots of there's lots of to, to, to go on what you're saying there I think for Ireland physically at least in theory I think we should have the advantage here in the pack yeah and in midfield I think we should have a bit too much for them. But whether that'll show up on the day or not. That's in theory. And I think I think you you look at the way sort of New Zealand with Barrett, Monga and Jordan, they'll they'll try and use those, they'll try and keep Tanea up in the line more and they'll try and drop those three guys back and rotate them as much as they can to get that kicking game and get the, get them running back off that. Um, I think as well, like if you're the All Blacks, I think that one area they're going to look to really target is a diagonal ball over the top of the Irish Blitz, not directly to the wing, but just inside, maybe on that 15-meter tram line to look to try to pressurize the positioning of Hugo Keenan or Johnny Sexton or whoever it is defending in the backfield um, and use the likes of Will Jordan, Mark Talea, Rico Iwani, um, to pressurize those spots. And like again, I think that they'll feel that the best way for them to win this game is through the boot. Because I think that they've been building specifically for that. And yeah, it's going to be very interesting because like, I'd like to think looking at the recent history between these two teams that Ireland should be winning it. And I would agree that Ireland are favourites for this. Um, But again, you just keep thinking because it's the All Blacks. I wonder how long will that still be the case? Because I think looking at back at the France game as I did, looking at the South Africa game at Twickenham as I did, I think in Jesus of Ireland played at their potential, we should we should be beating these no bother. But easier said than done. It is. But yeah. one one thing before we get into the the sort of the, the discussions around uh, predictions, I the other thing is I think there's going to be some lovely strike plays on both sides for this. It's who can get the platform for it. Both, both at scrum time and off the line out. Line out will obviously be more important, I think, but the scrum as well. Um, whether whether New Zealand can, do they have the, the ability to put pressure on the Ireland scrum? I don't know. I see that as being, again, something not necessarily as a, a big impact on the game for this. So I think it's going to come down to line out. And then, as you said, Tom, whether you can get the likes of Omani or someone like that to do enough damage to the Kiwi line out. But I expect... You'll see, we've seen it even within the, the first few games with New Zealand. They have those midfield runners coming through and that they're they're able to just, use that Just such a high-skill team as well. The, um, the high-skill of it really hits me when they just play in the 15-meter channels. Yeah. And even when they hit the 15, let's say they're on touchline, even if they might hit the 15 off, or, off the next phase, they're just like, yeah, we'll just go back touchline again. And the crispness of it. And then let's say they're happy straight away then just to play with over to the other 15 meter channel and be it kick it over 
or just be it hand straight across, get to the other channel and they'll just play around in that channel for another couple of minutes and then off they go like not a couple of minutes, you know what I mean? But like it's it's that's when it really hits me just how highly skilled they are. Yeah. And everybody's been saying their catch game pass is very good. Everyone's saying that for years, like forwards and backs, blah, blah, blah. But to me, there is no like catch pass is it's it's basic, but it's the sexiest basic. When it's yeah, done and, well, and there's no it's, limits. It's There's incredible. no limit how good you can get it if that makes sense. Yeah, it's incredible when it's done well, and they do it very, very well, especially, especially in those channels. There were two big calls in the Irish match day squad, I think, and they were numbers uh, nineteen and number twenty-three. What did you make of them, Joe McCarthy yeah. in? And McCarthy makes sense for me. Jimmy O'Brien in. Byrne will now go the full eighty. Yeah, and look really so, tired and exhausted the entire time. Yeah, come on, guys! Come on, come on! I I think McCarthy was the was the only option because yeah, like, as as we said beforehand, Baird is not considered a second row at the moment. Yeah, I, I like I said, I think that's McCarthy. How much time do you reckon you'll see? Fifteen, uh, I would say, fifteen minutes, maybe max, maybe if there, yeah. unless there's an injury. And 10, 10 to fifteen is is what I what I would guess, and that's scoreline dependent. Mm-hmm. I would say as well, when Matt Hansen and James Lowe were injury doubts at the start of the week, the only thing that made sense was Jimmy O'Brien, even though I thought differently on Monday. As I thought about it on Tuesday, I was just like, wait a minute. (laughs) I thought it would make sense. I thought it would be Earls, but I didn't know Earls was injured. Yeah, Earls. I think if Earls wasn't injured, I think it would have been him. But after that, Jimmy O'Brien makes a ton of sense. And I'm happy that he gets more than likely an appearance at the World Cup because to be the only guy left on zero minutes was... Would have been fairly shit for him. Horrific. Yeah. Horrific. I I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see a late fitness test for maybe Hansen. Possibly. Yeah. I, I don't and think it I don't I'd think be, it's set in stone as a yes. Yeah. I I think I can see a late fitness test for him, potentially Jimmy O'Brien moving into the 14 jersey, and you see McCloskey come in onto the bench. The thing is, I don't I don't feel Jimmy O'Brien let anybody down there either. No. Fabulous player. Just say that. I think he's like he's strong to say his name this much, and not. I don't it. think he's the like. I don't think he's is he the best winger that Ireland have at their disposal. No way. Like not the best fullback, not the best midfielder, but like for what he does, he's very complete. Like maybe you could say that this high ball work is not totally fully elite. Fair enough, but like what a guy to have in the bench. So I suppose looking at the eventualities, and this is me just being negative but I think if Aki gets injured Crowley goes 12 yeah I think if Ringrose gets injured O'Brien goes 13 yeah and then back three just shuffle amongst themselves back three shuffles happens. by the way we forgot to mention how good Gary Ringrose was in the wing against yeah as well. he was yeah. good too yeah but he plays for Leinster so I'd rather not talk about it thank you that's true Fuck I used true. up all my Leinster yeah, coins yeah. talking about Jemison Gibson Park so yeah. and you were raging on. you could actually see raging while you were talking about him as well yeah steam coming out of my nose yeah 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 like a cartoon bull with the I don't know no one can see me do that <laughs> <laughs> do you think losing James Ryan is a is a big enough um, loss to impact the result not really. I think I think he's a loss, but I don't. He's a think, loss. I don't think he's not the winning and losing it again. Yeah. yeah. 
because like he's been playing all right like you know like I, I have my issues with some elements of his game like his breakdown work for me I think is has been consistently poor this year James James Ryan to you is what Ryan Baird is to Owen yeah, the thing is James Ryan is one of the nicest guys in the game <laughs> Not, not asking. Oh, that's not how I feel to, about Ryan. Not, Baird, a, not yeah. according to the grapes. Not according <laughs> to the grapes. But like, I just feel that defensively, he's one of the best second rows on the planet. But I feel, I feel his his offensive game and his breakdown game hasn't gone up with the level of his defensive work, which I think has been his defensive work is fantastic. But at the other side of the ball, for me, is where he falls back a small bit. For me the last couple of years and I don't think Ireland lose all that much it'd still be a loss because he would have 100% played in this game be it off the bench or whatever but yeah I just feel that it's not a I don't think it's the winning and losing of the game if we lose the game I don't think it's because James Ryan wasn't there and is it I suppose you'll be looking at maybe McCarthy to replace Henderson and then you're looking at Conan to replace probably Omani Omani Doris moves leaves. to. And like I think Doris will just continue to play his normal role, but yeah, just in it off the scrum, he'll be on a off the, on the side on, on the flank, yeah. And then in terms of calling the line out, then it pro- that probably falls to Tyburn. Burn, yeah. I think as he has he has done that at Monster a fair bit. Monster, yeah. Um, and Henderson, I t- well, it, it, it can, it, a lot of it depends on how much the All Blacks are looking to counter jump because Scotland didn't really. Not consistently, not in the same way that South Africa did. And when the when like <laughs> this is going to be another rugby truism here, but when the opposition are j- jumping against you in the line out, it just makes it that little bit more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> when they stay in the floor and just give you the line out, that's you know, that's obviously it, there's there's a challenge that's there as well because they're if you want to maul, they're set before you are, which is one thing. But yeah, I think it just depends on. Ireland's confidence as well because I think Ireland against Scotland were more than happy to maul from the front um, we didn't want to maul from the front against South Africa I think we felt that if we were to build there even if it was a, a maul faint that they would have squashed us there and I think that large part of the difficulty we had was well we have to hit the middle or the back of the middle or the tail and uh, South Africa I've, I'm not sure if anybody knows this big tall boys Any, each one of them taller than the last Big long arms in them, big muscles on them. <laughs> Meat eating big lads. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, difficult to throw around them fellas. Um, but Dan Sheen, I felt his line up throwing on, on Saturday against Scotland was fantastic. He'll be very important again this, in this game. Yeah. Like do you I think mean, Ireland, we- like quality wise, this is the best Irish team of all time. I think yeah, I think it's the best Irish squad of all time. I think we've had... We've had better individuals, I think, maybe. Yeah, and I would say maybe even better 15s at times. Like, you know... Well, relative relative to the the year, I suppose. Yeah, Um, at times. But I don't think we've ever had a 23 as strong as we had now. Like, I don't think you would have ever had, say, like, you know... The, the equivalent of having like a Tig Furlong and Furlong and then have a Finley Beam coming off the bench. Yeah. It would have been I like Tig Furlong and who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, the, or you, you go and you look at it like you have effect, like I think our back row options. Now I know he only you only, only has four. <laughs> yeah, he only has four. Four and a half really to shoot Ryan Baird. 
<laughs> yeah, but he's going to stick to those four and he's going to use them the whole time because they're damn good. <laughs> but if you look at it, like there was, I think, was it was it Russ Petty on X.com today uh, posted about uh, the number of minutes that the Irish team have done in this World Cup so far. And it's like, it's basically the Ireland team that everybody knows. And it's like, this shouldn't be surprised because that team has been playing together in almost every single game that they can possibly get for the last two years. Was, so why it. would it change for the World Cup? That's it. Every I think everyone was on the idea like that things, you know, you rotate your team and you 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 sort of you give fringe guys player, you know, game time and things like this. It hasn't come around that way. No one that. has really got a start. Only only for injuries. Like, you know, you've got the likes of, um, what you call it, um, Joe McCarthy started against Romania. That That's about the only one that's really been there. Maybe, the thing is, I think maybe Keith Arles a little bit. I think I as well, even even in the summer, when I was talking about the guys who weren't called up to the camp, like, I think I just needed to cop on, really, in that if you weren't playing for Ireland last year, there's no chance you're going to be playing for it now, really. Unless somebody gets hurt, and it's proven to be the but like the thing is, it doesn't matter because it's successful. That's it. And like Once people going about like, oh, like Bundy Aki's played a whole ton of minutes. The max he has left is three games in this tournament. So and he, he played I mean? so little for Connacht last year. It doesn't matter. He's going home for a rest. Yeah. So just like they'll get rest after the tournament. But yeah, I I, I think it's meaningless. Like, yeah, there's a, there's a few knocks, but sure. Look, South Africa had a lot of rotation and. They ship probably the most critical injuries that we've seen so far in Malcolm Marks. So yeah. I think it is what it is. I don't know if it's been mentioned uh, because I know I was gone there for a second. Um, but you didn't have to bring it. You didn't have to bring the, the laptop into the toilet. We could have done without that. Yeah. <laughs> Unnecessary. <laughs> I t- I had a phone so call. So glad you turned off your microphone. <laughs> but um, if anything, the lack of rotation has put Ireland in a position where let's say O'Brien does have to come in early on he has so much around him that's oh, so yeah. so familiar with what's happening that it's comfortable like I don't if, know if, if that it's, was mentioned but if he's only one of the like if he's the one new component in that back in that like back back you know, outside back unit yeah it's not I mean it's they'll, not they'll the carry him along like they'll yeah, carry yeah, him along yeah. in any bits that he's not like the system will protect him yeah. in a way that yeah if there was loads of new combinations there, it's kind of like you're on your own. <laughs> get it done. Right. Who are we going? We'll uh, get our predictions in then. Who are we going for this week? Ireland. Ireland by 10. I'm gonna, I am gonna. was actually going to say the same thing. Ireland by, I think, 10 plus. Yeah, I'm yeah. in around that too, I think, yeah. But um, I don't know. Nerves are jangling though. Oh, but like, I'm not like, I was only talking to someone today and I just said like, I'm not going to enjoy Saturday night. No. Like I know for a fact, I'm just not going to enjoy it. It's well, one of those I'm moments. I'm going to be like, down a wish... flooring points. Absolutely. Yeah, I, flooring them. I just wish so that like, it's one of those times you just wish you could fast forward to the end. Yeah. <laughs> like, Just why do I have to sit through this? Like, I um, felt like that on the pre-match this week. And I'm going to do the same for next week. I'm actually going to watch Strictly Come Dancing until the kickoff because Probably, yeah, I, am, I refuse to watch Virgin Media. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to tell you this, Owen, but you don't need to watch Strictly to avoid the build-up either. You could just... 
Stare at the wall. Live your yeah. life. <laughs> no, I'm. I, I actually I don't mind watching Strictly. Watch I don't mind watching Strictly. Quite like it. The only time I, I get like. for the only time I get for TV is actually the matches themselves. So I will be sitting down at eight o'clock, like not before it. So my my, my wife was like, she was asked me, "Are you not going to switch on now? Because I want to see the build up and stuff." I was like, "No, I actually refuse right. to watch Matt Williams." No, are you mad? <laughs> Right, three we've got the... Uh, three for Ireland. Three for Ireland. Three for Ireland on that. And then we also have the women's team who are playing on Friday right. afternoon at uh, Irish time, I think, isn't it? Yeah, half yeah. four, yeah. Half four Against time. Kazakhstan in, well, in Dubai Goodbye. as part of the, the WXV3. Um, it's it's, it's must-win this game. <laughs> but, like, you look at the team that Ireland have laid out for this game against Kazakhstan and like I do not mean to be disrespectful here to Kazakhstan this isn't a no respect to zebra thing because it's obviously a developing rugby nation like right so I actually I genuinely don't mean this disrespect it's not like Scotland it's not like zebra but like you look at the team that Ireland have named to go against Kazakhstan and it's it really feels a bit like Jesus Christ like I actually would be disappointed if they didn't hit 60, 70. I don't need, like, need to be hitting at least that, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, it's a full team. It's as full as a team gets like. Yeah, they, um, they basically got to show that it's a fucking disgrace that they're even in this level with the teams that they, with, with, with how they dispatch the teams they've got coming up. Yeah. Because like, you've got real talent in that, in that back line. Like, yeah, I mean, I know the pack as well, but like you look at like Natasha B and Maeve Dealey, Bavian Parsons, Eva Dalton, like these are all like fantastic players in women's AIL over the last year or so. And Dan O'Brien was superb for um for Belvedere, or all Belvedere. And like you just look at how I suppose it's an opportunity for them to go out there and just get a bit of confidence in, the, in you know, in, in how they're approaching the game. And uh, what, I, what I found really strange though was the fact that the sevens players are back in. I would have thought that. Well, I would have assumed that, and I think I am right in assuming it, that like without the sevens players, the Irish squad would still have enough to get through this game against Kazakhstan. Like they would, yeah. they, they flat out would like. Um, but you have a new head coach and he's looking to make a statement. Yeah, that's true yeah. too. Yeah, that's and, yeah I think, actually, do you know what? That's fair. Yeah, that is fair. That's, that's what I was going to say is like, it's a new coach. He's probably going to want to see what he believes are his best players, get them used to playing his system, his his tactics, his uh, style, and go with that. Um, you know, I, I like seeing Linda Dugang back at loose head as well. Yeah, it's her, she's yeah. under the bucket there, a small bit at uh, tight head. I feel, but uh, Dorothy Wall in the second row played a, a lot there. She played change. all the intros yeah. there, yeah, and she played a lot there. Oh, yeah, as well. I think that's a case of, well, like you look at the back row, and you well, first off, I suppose you look at. Friday leaving like it opens up a spot and then I suppose you look at the rest of the team or you look at the back row like you want to just get as many of your best players on the pitch as you can and I think moving them all to second row is a good way of doing that to be honest it has been a good way of doing that like Munster did it really well as well um, but I was going to look like, the women's game is different to the men's so like oh, I think, it is yeah 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 you know like you, you can have a player who doesn't necessarily have to be a primary jumper in the second row I don't think they lose oh they no, no, lose no. Yeah. no 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 and like I mean 
even when you look at it, like, I mean, Maeve O'Leary's on the bench there as well. Now, I know she was on the bench for Munster as well, but um, for the Barbaz game, I should say. But, like, I mean, you look at if you have Wall in the back row there as well, let's say, for sake of argument, you now have a battle of Wall and O'Leary to get into that back row, let's say, backup position, rather than just say, okay, let's move on to the second row and just get as many of our best players on the pitch at one time as we can. I think it's just a good move. It's a solid move and it's been working so far. Um, but like just looking, and I can't stress this enough, like when I saw the team announcement this morning, which I also thought was a bit unfair, by the way, an eight o'clock in the morning team announcement was very yeah. much hidden away to nothing. Like it was just one tweet, one Instagram post. There was no real build up to it or anything like that. Considering the fact that this is a brand new fucking competition as well for women's rugby that is meant to be the big change and all that and for the first game the team announcements at eight o'clock in the morning um when everyone's probably like and i don't mean to be disrespectful like but every, like the vast majority of the public are just waiting for the new zealand quarterfinal team announcement mm-hmm. you're not like you're not looking at your phone at eight o'clock in the morning like on instagram or twitter or whatever it may be like but um, when I saw the team announcement, I was just like, Jesus Christ, they're going to pump Kazakhstan. Like, yeah, and like, like you were talking about like 80, 90. Easily. Yeah. I think it could be, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to go well, to be honest, for Kazakhstan. All due respect to Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan. No, but like, all due respect to them, they're in the competition, they're still developing, etc. Like, they're, they're in the same, they're in the same competition. That, you, we took are. The words, you took the words out of <laughs> they're, they're in the exact same place we are uh, when you look at it that way. Like, but yeah, it's just all about results, really. Like, but even the way you said their own, that like he wants to see his best players together, like, how long are they going to be together? How long before there's another sevens competition? And do you know, like, I don't know, I just think that kind of that hybrid doesn't hasn't worked. I think it's oh. proven it hasn't worked by the fact yeah. that they didn't get to the World Cup, etc. And yet here we are in the next competition banging the same drum. And look, to be fair, it's not, there's not a lot the new coach can do about that. No, it's uh, not his fault. Like no. it's probably really not his fault. Like and if yeah. I'm if 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 any of us are a coach and you're told Okay, you have the likes of Parsons available to you now at the weekend. You're not going to are you not going to start there? Like are you not like at the same time? Like I get I get it, but it's just how long before we're back to the same old place where like where she's contracted. It's it's it's, it's structures to the fifteens team and to the seventh team, but never plays fifteens. Yeah. That can't really continue. Yeah. Until the funding model changes nothing's going to change well that's it like isn't it like it, it is until that's all sorted that we're just going to continue to see it I think to be honest but mm. yeah so we'll leave it on that downer of a note um <laughs> <laughs> sorry just need to bring down the tone heading to a World Cup quarterfinal we're going to yeah World Cup quarterfinal again <laughs> and a brand we'll new competition for the women's team yeah. Yeah. sorry 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 yeah Right, we will round it up there. Thank you very much for listening to our ramblings and for supporting the podcast. Please do rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you listen as it really helps and also be sure to share the podcast on social media. Hope you have a good week and the three of us will be back next week to chat again. Mm-hmm.